Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Legends, welcome back to another episode of Fat Chat by Body Magic. Uh, thank you to everyone that's been tuning on in regularly to the podcast. Uh, we had a look at the stats and there's something like 70% of people that are regularly tuning on in haven't yet clicked the follow or subscribe button. So make sure if you're listening, uh, make sure you click on there, get the follows up, let's get the subscribers going. It really goes a long way into getting bigger and better guests each and every week, just like the guy that I've got with me today. Uh, please welcome, he plays for the Geelong Football Club. I'm very lucky to have him. We need to get a bigger table and a bigger chair. <laughs> So we can fit his big knees under him next time. Uh, please welcome Shannon Neal. Woo! Thank you very much for having me. And I'm sure when you say bigger guests, it was size and not personalities. So yeah, uh, mate. We'll see how we go. You're 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 big in both areas, all right. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, literally, look at it. If you can see him on the camera, his knees are above here. He's just. I'm we comfy. got him. We got him to do the clap to start off with before, and he's. Through the, through the microphone, looking a little bit awkward That's with right. it. But, uh, mate, thank you so much for uh, coming and um, doing Fat Chat with me. No, I'm, I'm stoked to be here. Great setup and obviously home for a few weeks. So it's it was on my tick list. I had to do it. So. Yes, absolutely. No. Well, it's been from me just pestering you to come on as well. No, definitely. So. Yes. I wanted to come on. I wanted to come on. It's Good. something I wanted to do. Good so. answer. Good answer. Well, uh, we're going to go into everything uh, like performance related with you today, Shaz, because uh, you've obviously been playing for Geelong for uh, three, three years, going into your fourth year. You know? Yes, correct. Yeah. Yep. So in that time, you've learned so much in terms of preparation, training, um, getting the most out of yourself in your short career already. And I can't wait to hear, hear all of that mm. from you yep. um, as we go on in, which would be great. But uh, a little bit about like how we know each other. Yeah. We've been doing preseason training for the last three years and we it's get- been uh, a lot of fun to put in the work in the off-season with you. Yeah, definitely. It's been good. I think, yeah, I reached out to you on Instagram. Mm. I saw a few of the other boys um, like Luke Jackson, Trey Roscoe, saw those boys and obviously had the same manager. So I reached out to him because I thought he'd put on um, those boys onto you. Yes. Or there was a connection there. Luke and Jason, great guys over yeah, at TLA. Fantastic. Do great stuff. No, I definitely recommend those guys. Um, but yeah, I reached out to him and he said, yep, yeah, can get you in contact. Maybe just flick him a message. Because obviously, you know, you're a big superstar. So I didn't think you're going to answer me back on Instagram. <laughs> so many so. DMs, you know. So, yeah. Dang, yeah. Well, I know how it is. No. Um, and uh, so I did flick your message. You got back to me, I think, pretty pretty instant. Um, and let, let, teed it up and love it every ever since. Like, just feel so good going into preseason. Feel stronger, feel fitter. So, um, yeah, there's no really, not a reason to come back. So, I absolutely uh, love it. Absolutely. And, yeah, we, we put in some seriously good sessions. Oh. And Shannon was the first one this year to hit me up and go, I'm back in town. Let's go. When do we start? Um, you know, we had a bit of a sit down. We went through all your goals for the year. We did, and we just we went, did. let's get to work. And we've just been pumping the sessions. Been in the pool. We have. Um, That's new is, this year. New yeah, this year. very new this year. I've got uh, yourself 
and Nick's doing that. Yep. Nick Martin's doing that as well this year. Um, but how are you finding the pool sessions? All right. Yeah, the first one was a struggle. Yeah, um, obviously <laughs> those big these big legs oh. just going like left and right yeah. rather than straight up and down. Yeah, there's a bit of improvement to be done. Um, but it's looking at every swim we've done significantly better. Yeah, felt a lot better. Yeah. Felt a lot better. But as we'll touch on, I'm sure later um, through the injury that I had this year, we. Um, Obviously, did a few pool sessions there, yeah. um, so I had a bit of a base, but nothing compares to some of the stuff you've been doing with the Ironman training. So ah, it's not much fun, bro. It's yeah, not, I'd much prefer just yeah. doing the quick, sharp ones. I'm like doing what like you've a quarter doing. of it and still struggling. So I have a great respect for what you're doing. <laughs> but um, no, oh, you're it's very, been good. You're, you're very good at high fiving me when I have to. Oh, sorry, mate, I've got to do another four. <laughs> exactly. Whilst I'm breathing, you're getting a rest. <laughs> well, uh, anybody that doesn't know you just yet, Shannon, we want to paint a little bit of a picture. Yeah. Maybe talk a little bit about you know you growing up. Because because as, as a junior, you were very, very good at athletics, uh, at different uh, other various sports and football, obviously, as well. Um, so, yeah, tell us a little bit about yeah. you growing up and um, some of your junior sporting years and days. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think um, mum and dad, were, they're both heavily into sport. Mum was very heavy in netball um, in, in terms of committee and playing. Um, so was my sister. My dad was athletics. Um, so they were obviously really keen to get me into sport. Do they do like high level for both? Um, dad did. Yep. Mum was pretty um, social and just stayed at a pretty like domestic level of netball. Yep. Um, the Success Strikers, for anyone that's heard of those, uh, that team, mum's, mum was one that started that up. So she was a part Ex- of the you, inaugural You did committee. also tell me just recently, she did just win her netball grand final just recently as walking, well. Walking netball. Walking netball grand final. you ever heard of it? Yes, mum. It's... It's good. <laughs> it's good. So it's it's netball, but they just they're not allowed to run. They're not allowed to run or jump, pretty much. So it's gotcha. uh, it's actually pretty extraordinary to watch. It's uh, it's different, and I'm sure they have to hold themselves back. But because mum's so uh, well, she's retired now. Essentially, um, it's good for the people that want to still be involved, but don't want to do it at such a high pace. Of course, yeah. Um, so yeah, check it out. It's good. It's very good. Um, but yeah, so they're very involved. Mum was on, on the committee and playing. Um, she'd been pl- she played netball for you know, forty years, and my sister's still going. She just ticked off two hundred and fifty games for the club. Yep. Um, so if that kind of paints the picture, there, Dad does uh, world masters um, every four still years. Still does it. Struggling now with a bit of the work he does, yep. um, but did it consistently um, through probably his thirty-five to forty-five year range. So, yeah, right. probably did it. Yeah, he went to Italy for it. There was one in Perth, so he did it here. Um, so yeah, very sporty family. Grew up. We did. Uh, me and my sister both did swimming, tennis. Um, did a little bit of basketball. Uh, the main ones for me was athletics uh, and and footy. Did a bit of soccer. Um, but yeah, pretty much did athletics since I was about seven did that loved it me it's a way me and dad bonded almost um was he your coach as well uh at times yeah yeah he was involved in that and he wanted to get involved so i went i did athletics at um curtain Mm -hmm. uh down in cannington um for a little bit and then moved to coburn because um that was a bit more local to us um and dad was the arena manager so on saturdays when you get there at like 7 a.m um dad will be there at 6 a.m he helps set up make sure everything's right and he'd be there for hours and hours and hours longer than me and he was really involved in that um but loved athletics got to like a national level where i was competing for wa interstate um and what events were you doing um kind of focusing on 400 800 there was a time where dad was like you start need to at this age is when you need to pick a um an event to do yep um and i really enjoyed dad was 200 400 so um and i grew with a bit longer legs than him so i thought well i won't get do the 200 i'll do the 800 instead Um, and i enjoyed those 1500 was a bit too far um, and i didn't quite have the power and acceleration for the sprint so i thought found my middle ground that's the that was the range that sort of 
yeah. fitted you best. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, and I loved it. I, I still today like love doing athletics. So, um, you know, the off-season running, I quite enjoy. It takes me back to those days. Um, so, yeah, really, really grew up around sport. Um, loved the outdoors. Always, always loved doing PE at school, all that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, I've always loved it. It's been really good. So weird. So I was in my physio the other day, right? Yep. And uh, he goes, oh, you're training with Shannon again. I was like, oh, yeah, he's in, you know, doing his preseason. Um, and I think he was maybe a few years older than you at school. His name's Jacob. He went to Leeming yep. and he went... You could just tell from <laughs> even from when he was in year eight or nine or whatever, yep. he was going to be a pro athlete at something. Yeah. So you're obviously killing it at the junior level and was and were really at the top end of everything, right? Uh, a little bit, yeah. I, uh, like I kind of thought about this a few days ago, and Mum always speaks about it as well. Is I was never, you know, with footy, I was never the best on ground. I never won best and fairests. Um, I was never, you know, I was never that best player. I was. Even this after, is during juniors, yeah, yeah. All, all the way through, even at South Rio, even before, like, up to getting even before uh, after I got drafted, all those things. Like, uh, and in, in athletics, I was um, I was growing up towards the back end at the low at the Coburn and state level. I was I was thereabouts. I was starting to get to the top end, um, but at a national level, I still had a long way to go. Um, so I was kind of that guy that was never. I was always striving for it, but I'd never expect it. I was never. I have to be best on, I have to win sort of thing. But I'd always, that, that's what drove me is because I never kind of achieved it. I was always striving for it. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, like at school, like the teachers kind of knew. And I remember a, a few towards the back end years, year 10, year 11, year 12, um, they'd always come to me and say, this is the record for this event in the running, like 100 was a bit this like- This is before the carnivals and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. On the day they come to me before the event say, this is the record, especially the- the 200, the 400, 800, and the, we did the 1500 like the week before the actual carnival just to kind of save time. <clears throat> and they come up and say, this is the record. And I'll be like, yeah, sweet. So I'd always just go for the record. And um, I remember in year in year seven, I hold the, I don't know now, but I remember for a few years, I held the record for almost everything. Wow. Because it was the, did the clean sweep. But because it was the first year of year seven oh, at the school. Oh, very good. Yeah, so very good. I remember they told me, you got, you got the record in this, 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 this. And I was like, geez, are this long? And they're like, because it's the first year. And I was like, oh, damn it. <laughs> so then from there, I wanted to kind of beat someone's record. You have to, we have to maybe check that out. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. Is it, Le- it was Leeming High School. Leeming, eh? yeah. We have to so. go check out the Leeming High School I record might have books to. and see yeah. if there's still Shannon Neal. It'd at the be top. interesting. Um, but. Yeah, I think for, towards the back end, there was a guy, um, his name was, was Lachlan, and he, I think he's still running now. And I'd trained with him and, and grew up kind of versing him. And I'd try and break his records because he was the year above me. Um, and there was some I didn't get, some I did get, but he was a really phenomenal athlete as well. But um, yeah, really loved athletics. It was something I really enjoyed. Definitely. So. And then at what point was football the main priority? And when did you really get involved with that and start playing uh, with South Frio yep. and then sort of heading into the draft? How did that all come about? Yeah, so uh, there was, at South Frio, there was the year eight, year nine development squads. Then from there, you went to 16s at the time. I think, can't remember what it was. They've changed the name of it now. And then you kind of feed through there into Colts. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did the year eight, year nine development squads. Um, ticked those off. Got to 16s and I said um, to mum, I was like, mum, I just want to do athletics. I'm not interested in footy anymore. Just, I just want to do athletics. I really like, That's what I want to do. Um, and she's like, well, you're going to have to go down and tell your coach. And I said, I don't want to do that. <laughs> Can <laughs> I, I text him? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Sort of thing. Can you call him and let him know I'm not coming down? And she said, no, if you want to, if you want to stop, you, you've got to go down and tell him. So dad took me down. I said, dad did most of the talking for me, but I was a bit like, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm invested in athletics and I really want to thank you for inviting me. And I did a couple of sessions at the time and I was like, I just want to, I think this is where I'm c- cutting it out. So I stopped there and did athletics that whole year. 
And then his name was Jason Padula. Mm -hmm. um, he was the talent manager at South at the time. So he was doing all the talent ID for those development squads and Colts. And I'd, I'd sat out at 16, so I didn't play that. And he gave, uh, sent me an email, called mum and said, look, we'd love to have Shannon down at Colts again. Um, if he's interested, just let us know. And I had my first state or national competition coming up in that January. And obviously that was when preseason is. And I said to him, I said, look, I'm, I'm trying to get here and I really want to, I've qualified and I want to, I want to go and compete. And I, I know it's training and I, don't, I know it's going to be hard. And he said, look, go do it. He said, don't come to December preseason, just go do athletics. Because obviously athletics keeps you fit. Yes. So go do that and just come to us after. And, and see where you're at. When and you see where you're at. Yeah. And I said, I did it and I was, you know, I didn't, didn't uh, get a medal or anything, but I was, I was so happy with how I went. It was my first one. Dad was super proud. He came along as well. I said, I'll give, I'll give footy a crack. I'll go down to Colts. Um, ended up playing every game of Colts that in my first year um, and said, look, I'll I'll give footy a crack then. So I kind of did training here or there, but didn't do any competitions. Um, and then played in my second year of Colts and, and went from there and was lucky enough to get drafted. So it was a bit of an up and down scenario, but I remember in the year, <clears throat> year nine kind of parent player night, um, there was a hundred, there was exactly a hundred they had the year eight and year nine um, development squads in this room and their parent, everyone's parents. And um, I was so focused on what I want to do outside of footy after school and what I had to study. And at the time I wanted to be, an, I still want to be a nurse, um, but I, I wanted to study nursing. So you really? I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, so oh, I want to wow. be a nurse. Um, and I was so focused on what I needed to um, study and what I needed to do and all this sort of thing. And that was at the forefront of my mind. And in this room of exactly a hundred kids, 50 each, um, they they put up this pie chart and they said this is the chance this is the percentage of people that play Colts percentage of people that play reserves league blah blah, blah and go to AFL three percent so three out of a hundred and they said right everyone stand if you want to be an AFL player stand up I didn't stand up because I was so focused on being a nurse I was the only player in wow. that room that didn't stand up and um, anyway they, I stayed seated and everyone stood up and I was in the front row so I was a bit like fuck what have I done um, and he said you three not 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 me but one two three stay stand everyone else sit down this is what it looks like this is the percentage you make AFL in that whole room I didn't stand up but I was the only one that got drafted in that wow, room wow how crazy is that it's a pretty that? interesting story it's, it's, it's actually really interesting that like I guess early on like that because that probably what that's not wasn't your focus yeah. wasn't like the thing that you were gunning for but you yep. just kind of it just kind of happened for you exactly it just happened it's through all your work and yep. all the you know the drafting process and playing well and all that sort of thing but it probably just took a little bit of the stress off at the beginning part yep. anyway yeah because it was something that it was just sort of happening for you and you didn't really mind and you had yeah. your goals elsewhere yeah exactly so at the time i was i was doing athletics as well obviously like i said i was wanting to study nursing so i was um planning for that and then everything kind of just like footy was something I, I enjoyed doing, but it, you know, at that age, everyone's like, I want to become an AFL player. But I, for me, I was like, I do want to become an AFL player, but is that what I like? Is that what I'm striving for right now? And I was like, well, not really, because athletics, nursing, footy. So it was quite, it's quite an interesting story, and I think that's something that, yeah, like you said, it takes the expectation off, it takes that pressure, it relieves the I have to do this, 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 and it kind of just let it unfold a bit. So um, yeah, I was lucky in that regard. But like I said, I was, I was never. I think it was it was all potential based for me. Like this kid can be this, he can be that. He, but it was never this kid's gonna. This kid's the greatest right now. Yep. I was never that gun forward. I was never that that player that was going to be built. You know what I mean? Like yes, I was never yes. I was never that star player, and um, I'm grateful for that in a way. Yes, very. I think it really humbled me and 
and maybe the person I am today. Doing Definitely. That. So, so then you get drafted to Geelong and just sort of going off what you were just saying just then. So what's been the mentality change for you from then yep. up until now being a professional going into your fourth year? Yep. And I know that you take your stuff very, very seriously now, yeah. like very meticulous with uh, your training habits, your diet, your recovery, yep. all that sort of stuff. You're very good with um, you know keeping a good, solid, structured routine. When did that kind of switch for you? And was there any little things that you were working on early or that was like a point where you're like, all right, this is what I've got to do to get to where I want to be? Yeah, I think coming through, no matter what I was doing, whether it was athletics or footy at the time, I think for me it was always I had to have things right. Yep. It was always I had to do this, had to do that. Um, and I remember going into my second year, so going into my draft year, kind of I hit that first year of Colts and I was like, right, well, I'll start giving everything to footy now. Um, so in my second year of Colts in my draft year, um, I was like, right, I have to um, have to have the same breakfast before every game. I have to listen to the this this pump up music in the car, and have to kind of get in this angry mood. Um, and I thought that was, you know, that was what I had to do. You know, that, that left foot on, the left boot on before the right, the yep. right sock on before the left, that sort of stuff. And um, I thought that was, you know, that's how that's what professionalism was. Um, and it wasn't until you know I got drafted. Did my first year. It was a bit of COVID interruption, but I was still like that. Um, and then going into my second year, I was like, mm, "This isn't this isn't me. I'm not I'm not the person that gets angry. I'm not, you know, that kind of guy." Um, and I, I kind of just flicked it. I was like, "If you have whatever breakfast, have whatever breakfast. If you're going to go out, stay home, do whatever." And then as soon as you get like, don't listen to kind of that sort of music until you get to the ground. Um, so I tried to change things and then i think the big thing for me was just have fun that's you hear it a lot but it's actually it's what worked for me is have as many chats has have as many casual conversations non-footy related conversations pre-game in the rooms whilst you've got your guernsey on yeah as you can because that'll just relax me and it's not really until i run out that i'm really like yeah let's play a game now sort yep. of thing um so i'm really relaxed really high vibes fun smiling joking that's me now whereas before i was really like regimented yep. this has to be in place i have to have my left boot on first with i have to go on the ground at this time before the warm-up i was like it just wears you and out. i guess it's like when something maybe doesn't go right oh like it's like it can feel like a bigger deal than what it is exactly. if you're so if you're yep. so rigid with 100% a route exactly like that yeah there's obviously things that you do now that you found work so much better for you to keep you more relaxed like yep. you said chatting with your teammates yep. um all that sort of thing so maybe take us into like uh, I know you touched on some stuff there but like what is maybe a couple of games couple of days leading up to when a game's being played what's that look like for you yep. what do you do yeah so let's say I'll put it so we play on Saturday yep um, so, so we played Saturday. We're playing on Saturday again. That yep. gives us a so Saturday play, Sunday off. Uh, Monday will be regen. So you know, go in, jog a few laps, um, tick off a few stretches, modules, get in the water, team meeting, and then you're out. Yep. So it's really low key. Um, Tuesday might be craft. Oh, sorry. No, no, no go, okay. go. Tuesday might be craft. So what we'll do is we'll probably um, we we'll, we'll go in, we do some stretching, do your physio, whatever you need, uh, and then divisional meetings. Yep. So forwards, mids, backs. Um, do that for half an hour, 45 minutes. Um, and then it's like indoor warm-up. So we've got the indoor warm-up area and um, we kind of just do some, you know, short, sharp stuff, get the body moving. Then we're outside and it's really, 
it's not forwards, mids, backs, but it's very like honing on what you want to what you want to work on today. It's um, some stuff maybe from the weekend as a whole game as a whole team that we need to work on, like ball movement or um, team defense, team offense, whatever it may be. Um, and then forwards, mids, backs, you go and do your forward stuff, and then whatever you want to do, individual needs. So you're not out for too long. Yep. Um, Wednesday um, usually main. Um, or, or it might be off depending on how it looks yep. uh, Wednesday off or main session so you really hammer what you need to do and then if you're not you know Thursday off or main Friday captain's run and this is like on a, sorry, on a main session what I'll do is I'll do what I need to do and I'll try and get some extra touch in whether it be marks whether it be a couple extra kicks some handballs just in the warm up area with the coach um, uh, and then I'll always do some edits on main day as well before training um, and then I kind of and edits as in you're talking like watching watching tape and stuff from or? from the game before yep. yeah it might be from game four or so Nigel Appen's our forwards coach so he might have some stuff like yeah I want to want you to watch this what Hawk and Jez did on the weekend yeah or I want you to watch what this this forward does he might have some stuff for but usually I watch back my stuff um, but that's usually I'm usually in the club from about um, seven thirty eight till about five so it's yep. my really long day and I try and get a there's not really a moment in there where I'm just sitting back wasting time like i'm always trying to get stuff done whether it be extra touch extra recovery um all that sort of stuff and then yeah game saturday so we so we do captain's run friday and i'll always do an upper session on the friday i always like to feel a little like, bit juicy eh? yeah yeah definitely That's Looks, we, yeah. we know you know what it's yeah, about yeah i know i know, you know, I know what, what about. feeling juicy is about exactly <laughs> um so we i like to do that but it also just gives me that mental edge that i'm um feeling a bit stronger a bit bigger than my opponent so i've just going to the game feeling strong yep um, and I got that from Tom Atkins. So he he spoke to us a few, um, probably last year, I reckon. And he goes, look, um, personally for me, like I, I usually do a heat room or a sauna if I'm feeling a bit heavy and I want to feel light or vice versa, I'll do a gym session. Um, so I took a lot, took a, took that how I wanted to um, and said, well, you know, I want to feel strong going into every game. So I do it up as the day before. And then game day comes in. Um, I'll always like to wake up. I've got Woolies kind of like, just around the other side of the block to me. So I usually walk there and get breakfast and walk home and make it. Yep. Get the legs moving, get outside. What do you eat for breakfast on the Usually bake, bacon, eggs, avocado yep. um, on, on some toast. I like that. It's usually something that makes me feel satisfied without feeling too average. Um, and then <clears throat> uh, usually try and have something to eat before the game. So there's a little bakery I go to that I make chicken and salad rolls. Great. So I'll make, have that. And then rolls in, and I'm just as casual as ever before a game. Nice. So that's usually what a week looks like. I, I may have missed some stuff out there, but I'll try and just do some extra time. Like something for me is obviously contested marking and aerial stuff. Yep. Um, so I'll try and get tick that off at training with the individual needs stuff we do. Um, and just, you know, it might be one or two things I need to work on from the game. It might be leading patterns, so I'll do extras of that. Um, if I need to do this, this is more. on the game day or this is during the week training? Uh, during the week training. During the training. So usually on the on the Tuesday and the craft session, yep. it's usually um, extra leading patterns or extra ba bag marking, uh, whether it's rut craft, whether it's just stuff like that. The stuff that I take away from the game, I work on that week. Um, and that's usually how, how I base my week. So yeah. stuff like that. Great. So. And then like post game, is there anything that you do in terms of recovery wise? Do you do saunas? Do yep. you do ice baths? Particular stretching routines, anything like that? Um, if we're at the club, it makes it a bit easier because we've got the water there. So we got the we got two ice bars, a hot spa, like a like a river with a jet, so it's like an endless yep. river. Um, so if usually if I'm at the club, I'll, I'll do that. Um, but if we're in Melbourne, I typically just um, don't really do anything to be honest. I usually just take the time off to play the game, chill in the rooms for a bit, um, get some food in, you know, water, Gatorades, that sort of stuff. 
um, and then pretty much just wrap it up there. Um, and then the next day when I've got the day off, that's when I go in and, and do the saunas and the ice yep. bars again. So I just find if I'm in Melbourne, um, the last thing I want to do is worry about footy after a game. Yep. So I just kind of just take the afternoon, night, whatever, whatever time we play and take that off. Um, but I remember Joel, he used to, um, every game he used to play in Melbourne, early days he used to drive home going to the club and do ice bars. Um, but he lives in Barwon Heads now, which is down on the coast. Um, and towards the back end of his career, he used to drive home and go in the water. Right, because it was just as cold. Because it was just as cold. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I remember that's what he does. And, um, you know, everyone's different. Like, I, I just like chilling and getting away from it and just going home and relaxing or whatever it is I may, may be doing. Um, but, yeah, some people are different. They need, they need to get in the ice or they need to get in the sauna. And, yeah. But, yeah, everyone's different. So And I've heard that Geelong, in terms of how you guys are coached, it was actually, I think it was Zach Tui I was listening to on another podcast, and he was saying in terms of the game day staff, your own preparation, Geelong really let you kind of take it yourself yep. and you go, hey, what works for me? This is my routine. This is what I like to do versus other clubs that I've had people on here talking about. Uh, all right, cool. It's very rigid yep. in either their recovery or the build up to the game or that you have to do this warm up. Um, but they seem to be a little bit more free flowing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think which the, probably takes like the mental stress off it. Hundred well. percent. It's so much. Or obviously, I've really been in another club. So for me. I'm really lucky that I have that. And I've heard of people like, you know, Zach Tui, you hear about Isaac Smith, you hear John Segler. Um, so those guys that have come from other clubs, Jack Bowes. Um, and yeah, well, from the sounds, of, obviously I'm really lucky as it is, but um, I'm extra lucky in the, ta- the fact that I landed there. So um, yeah, I, I think I remember, uh, we call him Reg, so I'm sorry if I call him Reg, but yeah. Reg spoke about how the first time he played for Geelong was he rocked up or he's going to be late to the game and he's messaging the coach and so I'm going to be late, I'm going to be late. And the coach's like, mate, just get here when you need to. Um, and it does take the mental edge off. Like um, if like if I use, for example, um, one of the, you know, Jason Horn Francis examples where he didn't get in the ice bars <clears throat> after a game, after a session, he got penalised for it. Yeah. Um, I think if I didn't get in the ice bath all year, no one would know. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, so it's a bit of a difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy. And um, every week, Scotty's always like, boys, if you, if you get stuck in traffic, don't worry. If, you yeah. get, if, you, you know, if you're meant to be there, say it's a 7.50 game, we're meant to get there at 6 o'clock, 5, 5.50. Um, if you get there at 6.30, don't, don't stress. Just, yeah. let, just a simple message. You don't have to message, but if you want to message us, great. But just get there when you get there. Yeah. And Je- some people bend the rules. Yeah. Jez just rocks up. <laughs> he just he's so up, casual. He's I'm ready so to go. So <laughs> casual. I remember, like, me, like captains run day forwards like to do a divisional just in the lead up, and where uh, I think it's uh, eight forty five. We're on. He rocks up at eight forty seven every time. Yeah. He's doing his bonfire, or he's got his cows, or whatever it is. He's crazy, but he's the most casual bloke. And like, no one. T- we all laugh about it. It's something that's great about the the, the culture. And that's everyone talks about the Geelong culture and uh, um, that it's good that you have the older people to, to kind of guide that way. Yeah. Because if the younger kids come in and and, and um, yeah, yeah, some of the younger kids come in and, and they might go, oh, this is relaxed. Like I can kind of just foot off the pedal. But you get found out pretty quickly if you're you not doing all the extras and all the things that you need to yes, do. Yes. But correct. you're just not having that drill sergeant uh have to get everything yeah it's almost like you don't have this helicopter over your head just making sure you're doing the right thing and you guys are all like super highly motivated people anyway so it's not exactly like you know you're gonna be just 
you know, chilling out. Yeah, yeah. You're there for a reason. It's your it's your livelihood. It's your yeah. job. You want to play the best that you can in yeah. good games and, and all that sort of stuff. So 100%. Um, just taking that little bit of pressure off would, um, would do a, a lot for a lot of players, I imagine. Yeah, it does. And like the younger guys are really competitive in a healthy way. Like we always, you know, if I'm lifting uh, 80 kilos on the bench press, then, you know, someone like... Uh, Toby, Toby Coleman might come along, all right, I'm going to lift 85. Well, no worries, I'll do 90 then. Yeah. And we just kind of go that way. Yeah, great. Um, but we don't really see each other. We kind of just sneak the weights on and go again. And then they come over and go, well, he must have done that. So I'll sneak these ones on and do that. <laughs> it goes like that way. So you kind of come on your third set and you're lifting 120. Not yeah. that I can lift it anyway. Yeah, but. yeah, well, that's right. Well, if I'm at the gym sometimes, you're always like, you're maybe not directly looking at them, but you're giving a bit of a side yeah, eye. Yeah, exactly. Or, or you have a look at the rack and see which one's missing. You go, yep. oh, shit, that's going on. It's on the barbell. So it's in a really healthy way and um but you know a lot of us a lot of us young boys we call it the um, academy group so one to four year players the academy group is so hungry so hungry and they just we drive each other so far and we get told to leave the club it's like why are you here like go home get away because they want to drive that um kind of in and out sort of get in do what you need to do get out go home relax so they really drive us to get out and you know relax but we just we're so eager, but we also just love the club. The club's a really good place to of be. Of course, yeah. Really and I imagine like lots of you, a lot of them are from all sorts of different, you, yeah. you from Perth, um, other guys from different states and different towns and all yeah. that sort of stuff. So I guess like having that group and, and your mates there, it doesn't feel nearly as a, no. um, as stressful workplace or no. hard to go do the work if you're actually enjoying the environment. Yeah, it's a great environment. Great, great, um, great culture, great work environment. And even like the, a lot of the academy boys, a few, quite a few of them are Geelong locals. Um, like Toby, Mitch, yep. um, unfortunately, Cooper White, who was uh, Oscar Riccardi, Ted Closey. So we've got heaps. So all those boys obviously have a lot of connections in Geelong. So for someone like myself, someone like Phoenix Foster, um, those kinds of guys that may struggle, um, you know, they've got connections that, hey, come hang out with our friends because we've got guys that are outside the footy club. So it's really good the way you like that. That's it's really good. good. Yeah, that's good. Yep. So like your position that you're playing as well, you're like right, you're ruck forward. You're, how tall are you? Forward ruck. Yeah, forward ruck. Sorry, forward yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, how, how tall are you? Two or three. Yeah, two or three. So like you're coming in behind right now, Hawkins, yep. uh, Cameron. I mean, that's like probably the biggest one-two punch in terms of forwards in the whole yeah. NFL. Yeah. Are you learning lots of stuff off them? Are they really good at guiding you and helping you with your craft? Yep. Um, what do you kind of learn from working with guys like that? Yeah, um, it's. Yeah, it's a bit of a one-two punch to yourself to go, holy crap, I'm working with these guys. Yeah. They're, they're not so much on the TV anymore. They're, they're here to help me. And I, I'm so – I can't stress it enough. I'm so grateful that these two are the people I get to look up to and work with because yep. they're two of the most genuine, caring, giving people that I've almost ever met. The whole club is really – but those two just – like Hawk is unbelievable at it. He is so nurturing and so invested in you as a person. Um. And that's kind of how they've how the club's made it. Like Joel was like that, Hawks like that, um, Zach Tui's like everyone's like it's crazy. Um, but yeah, for me, the the club for me one of my um, areas of improvement would be the you know the one v one when the ball's on getting kicked on your head. The one v one, how can you outdo your opponent? So those are sort of stuff I really need to work on when I first come in and. Um, Hawk is the master. Hawk's the best He's in the, the comp. Guy. So yeah. that's why it's. I'm so lucky to land where I did and. He's got so many tricks up his sleeves, and obviously he's naturally gifted at it. He's um, obviously he's a big guy, but the, his footwork and his technique is something that makes him the best. And I'm so grateful that I get to learn some of that stuff. So it's like even in a group huddle, 
if um if we're in a forwards group or if we're a whole team just walk up to someone um and even just like put your knee under them and just nudge them because that's you're getting this several gravity if you get them behind someone you want to get them under the footy because my all my um my habit is just to use my hands and that's pushing so try and steer away from that so just these little tips and tricks that i never even thought of and um one thing for me as well was harry taylor he was huge yep but jez is a bit more um go with the flow free free flowing yep. um just let instinct take over so as much as he's great to learn off like some of the patterns and how he sees the game like that's what i'm trying to learn off with hawk it's the more technical contested stuff um and then obviously I, i've got my own strength which is probably my aerial ability yeah um super explosive so, yeah i mean everything yeah. that we do in the gym in terms of box jumps yep. trap bar jumps uh any of the sprint stuff we've mm. ever done you're a gun like <laughs> it's like you know super super oh, impressive you. all that work that thank we you, do thank you thank yeah. you so and then obviously living with sav his, his aerial ability is really really strong so yes. you kind of got sav who's aerial um hawk who's 1v1 and then jez who can just read the game like no one else so you put those three you take you take you know one or two points from sav one or two points from hawk same with jez and you build your own little foundation yeah. and you start taking that how you want it and how, how you can build it and then harry taylor was he was huge for me as well like some of the, tr the tricks he had so if you're unloading the barbell in the gym yeah and you and you pick up the 10 10 kilo plate but you hold it with your fingers and you take it to where it's meant to be and you just take the long route so you just walk around the gym and put it in and you do that say six times a gym session for grip strength and i'm like you don't even think about it you just lift it and put it away i reckon he just wanted you to put the weights in the right fucking spot yeah <laughs> rather, rather than leave them on the barbell Thanks for undermining everything I've ever tried to but do. But I like it. I really like it. Take that to him. See I what he says. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'll have to ask him someday, and yeah. I'm gonna tell everybody that as well. Yeah, do Grip it. Strength, everybody. Grip strength. Get the fingers out. Get the fingers going. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know if it's a trick or just being lazy now. No, I love it. I love it. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. There's both. So yeah, <laughs> it's a bit of both. Don't leave your shit out. But also, this is how you can do it. Uh, and uh, so, how many games have you played total now? Oh, only, only the five. The five. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, those games, they've been a little bit hard to come by because you've had some injuries to start on off with. Yep. You had a back injury early on and then you also had an ankle injury the start of this year. Yep. Tell us about that. And I guess like going into rehab, um, you know, you're fighting for your spot. You're a young guy. You're super hungry. You're putting in all the work. I imagine there would have been a lot of very frustrating times all throughout that. Yeah. What did you do to get yourself through that ment mentally, physically, making sure you were ticking off everything that you need to do to get back? Yeah. Um, well, two completely different injuries, mm. to be honest. Um, the first one, yeah, was I had two stress fractures in my L5 in my spine. And you pretty much just got, <clears throat> like, you just got drafted and that happened pretty soon after. That was, that, so that was actually before I got drafted. That was before. in my draft year. Yeah. So got drafted in 2020. So it was the end of 2019. I'd first been, like, um, di kind of diagnosed with it. And I'd seen our uh, South Freo physio and I was like, look, it just feels nervy. It just feels groggy. It just doesn't feel right. So we both thought it was a bit of nerve. And he was like, right, you can go running in. I was like, oh, right, it doesn't feel right. Anyway, so we ended up getting scans and it showed that there was, there was two, two little fractures in there. Um, and I've just gone, geez, I've never even heard of this before. Like, what is it? And they go, right, well, pretty much it's just a stress reaction, stress fracture, like in your spine, it's pretty serious. And it's just from lots of load in terms yeah. of training, a lot playing, of load. a lot of, you just, you know, cause you're doing athletics, you're doing That's footy, it. you're doing everything. Yeah. So it was a lot of athletics, and you're a big footy, guy as well. yeah. growing, uh, and also just genuinely wasn't strong enough through the glutes, through the back, all that sort of stuff. So growing, strength, a lot of load, just all kind of crumbled. 
And um, so it was November, I got diagnosed in 2018. And they said, look, this is could be about a six month injury here. And I'm like, fuck, this is what I need going into my draft. And I've gone, anyway, all right, let's, let's do it. So they said, two months, do nothing. Don't, you can't sleep on your stomach. Um, you can't walk on sand. So, you know, my, you know, the mental health guy at the state, WA state team, he's like, go to the beach, just get away. And I was like, I can't go to the beach, I can't walk on sand. Mm. I'm like, this is shocking. I can't yeah. do anything. Um, like, just, just lay down, just keep walking to a minimal. So I was like, fuck, this is tough. And like, this is, you know, you've been up until then. Injury sports, free, sports, pretty sports, much, sports, yeah. And, time and injury well. free. So mm. I was just like, this is, this is new. Um, so, yeah, got through the two months and started a rehab process. And then, we all know what happened, COVID. Yeah. COVID happened. So I was like, right, this is this is like just what I needed. COVID, postponed footy, yeah. or, you know, no footy at all. And then I've got my stressies. So pretty much. And because just, you were playing VFL as well at that time. So that was, there was no, no footy. I was playing Colts. You you're playing Colts. Yeah. Oh, right. So, so was, that's this the is next dra- beat. Draft that's year. So there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, right. So COVID. Um, and so I was like, right, just nursing just focus on nursing yeah you got you know no draft year you've got oh you know you're not no footy in your draft year you probably haven't played enough i was like this is and i never expected to be drafted i was always it was always if for me yeah anyway so and then wa was wa so they were locking everyone out and doing all that so i was like right this is this is okay like this is and then they're like right so we're going to postpone the season but we're going to start here so i was like shit this is good like this is actually working out all right like, i was coming back to running i was coming back to doing that and just give you a bit of extra time yeah yeah. It's, so yeah exactly that in the end it gave me just extra time to get right because pretty much the start of the season was my return date yeah so it all actually kind of then i was like right, this is falling into place is great i was like so there's two things i can do here i can get to the start of the season and go or i can work harder everyone who's kind of been put on hold for covid can either do their programs or not so i thought fuck, if i come back healthier fitter you know running quicker all this but then the people that were healthy fuck what a good look that is mm. so like just let's just work harder than everyone next year so got back got back to the season i was i was flying and i was like this is good i was like you just need to play footy and obviously luke was helping luke morabito was helping me out with the form and all yep. this and he's like just get back to playing footy and then um yeah everything kind of happened from there and i was lucky enough to, to end up getting drafted off of it so it went from um pretty scary like i was i was like Fuck, it's in your well, spine you, well, you didn't know where didn't know what it was, was. Go, yeah and then everything you know um with the injury and with covid i was like this is not looking great at all and then um ended up just perfect timing where everything could kind of fall into place i was like right there's two things you can do here you can you can just do your program or you can just fucking really hammer yourself and get right so yeah. um yeah that, and that's something that really built that mindset of if you just work harder than the person next to you it's a good look and it, it'll pay off in the long run so that's something that really built that attitude as well. Absolutely, so, absolutely. Um, and the other, yeah. So this at the start of this year, I had the ankle injury, and because you started to get, you got a couple of games. You did that last year. Yeah, last yeah. year. Yep. Yep. Started to yeah get a bit of confidence in myself. I was um, and playing really well in the VFL. Yeah, too. like you yeah, had a strong bags, strong yeah. strong few weeks, and um, and then obviously, yeah, Hawk Hawk had his surgery on his foot, so try to keep that external noise to the side and say look if you just get through pre-season just do what you can and and just let the rest take care of itself you just control what you can um and see what happens and um put together yeah feedback was really good i thought to within myself i was going really well and had a really good pre-season and then <clears throat> ended up rolling we're doing some match sim and went over and rolled it and i'd done a whole bunch of ligament damage um bit of chip bone down the bottom and mm. i was like 
I've just, as soon as I did it, I went to the bench and I was a wreck. I was just like, there it goes. Yeah. Everything you're working towards, that round one spot, Hawk not being ready is just, again, you look like everything's looking right and it just yeah. comes comes down. And I, it wasn't, I wasn't like, this is the end. Like, I wasn't like that. I was just like a bit hurt. Just so frustrated. The opportunity there was, was there. That window. Yeah. 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 So did that. And I was like, it's not, there's no, apart from the ligaments, it's all structurally pretty good. So I was like, right, let's just do your rehab and get try and get back for round one. Not, I was like, I'm not going to play AFL, but let's just try and get back for round one. So I got back um, for for round one, which was uh, round one Collingwood, and then it was like pra- the last practice match of VFL, which is um, Collingwood as well. Uh, yeah, so played that, did you know, got through, did all right. Then the next week was um, VFL round one Carlton, so AFL round two Carlton, mm-hmm. and I. I was probably I was really content with how I played. Um, oh, I think it was sixteen odd touches, eight odd marks, couple hitouts, finished with a couple goals. I was like, this is a really well put together game considering where I've been. And then um, went up to the Gold Coast. So this is I played. This is my third game. First centre bounce of the um, third quarter after half time. Went up, landed wrong, and my ankle's gone again. Yeah. I'm just gone. Fuck. Exact same thing. Different, different. Yeah. So different I thought, again. Mm. Yeah. So first one, um, I went out. The ankle went out, yeah. and then this one, I'd overflexed, so I'd landed on. And there's just like too that, much and load just went, in the front. Yeah. yeah. So I've just gone. This is great. So and I played out the game, um, and they're like, "Umming, ahhing, what we should do." It was a bit of a. Um, for not not saying anything bad about them, it was just a, how do we do it? What do we do? What's the best way to go? Sort of thing. So there's yeah. a lot going on, and um, do we do surgery? Do we not? And we, you know, I was. They thought it was maybe just a couple of weeks. Ended up going for scans, and I. Uh, it's called the retinaculum. It goes over the um, the heel bone through here. Yep. Um, and there's a retinaculum, and I tore the retinaculum, uh, which is a ligament. And the ligament had ended up pulling off bone as well, right. off off the heel. Yeah. So it pulled away, and we all thought right. Um, what we're gonna, what we're gonna do is we're just gonna put you in a moon boot, and it should just fix back down where it where it'd come off. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yep, yeah, no worries. I, and they're like, do we do surgery? Do we not? And I was like, oh, look, if you don't do surgery, there's a risk it might not heal properly. Blah blah blah. It's if you more do, weeks, it's longer. Yeah. yeah. If you do surgery, um, you'll um, you'll know what you do. Like you know, this will be fixed. You know a timeline. You know the rehab, all this sort of thing. Like it's pretty pretty set out for you. So with that, I was like, rather than risking unknown, let's just do surgery. And a couple of doctors were like, yep. A couple of doctors were like, no. I was like, God, can we just do it, please? Like, <laughs> Anyway, they all ended up jumping on board and it wasn't until the surgery had happened that we'd... F- um, so they thought the bone was just above where it got pulled away. Yep. But it actually ended up falling down into a little groove. So it was never going to heal. Right. So if I was in a moon boot for six weeks, I would have still needed surgery. Yeah. So I, I probably wouldn't That's have like played it at all. Mm. Um, and I'm glad we did surgery, did that, and was able to come back, play a few games, and then was able to play a few AFL games at the back end of the year, which was really good. So, a bit of reward for effort, which was nice. Absolutely, and I think that um, you know you touched on it throughout that whole process. There, it's just about trying to work out what you can do and what's in your control yep. today with your injuries. Absolutely, and rather than focusing on the oh, what if this happens and what if that happens, and oh, I'm thinking six weeks away, and it's just more what can we do right now to yep. make it better? Yeah, and just ticking those things off. Yeah, definitely, and you know, credit to the um, strength and conditioning staff. I worked with a guy named Daniel Jones. He'd worked at the Brooklyn Nets for four years. Yep. he's really experienced and he's really good. I'm glad we got him because he's he's it was his first year this year um and he's quite um er, like eager as well so he was like you know if you're running it let's just say like i think it was four weeks you'll be start running let's try and get it to three if you're going to be 
uh, in the gym at two weeks. Let's get it to one and a half weeks. Let's try and push everything forward. So yep. he was really good with that as well. And right. he didn't push it too far where it collapsed. He yep. pushed it to the point where it's like, right, That it was good. comfortable and that was good for you to still yep. have a target to strive yep. towards and just get yourself Definitely. right. And it was all sooner. symptomatic as well. Yep. And we'd always relayed back to our doctor and the surgeon because the surgeon was up in Brisbane. So... We'd always relay the message to this before we did it, but he was really eager to start getting things done earlier than they needed or than we planned. So yeah, it was definitely. really good. And then towards the back of the, the season just gone, I mean, you played the Collingwood game. Yeah. Uh, must have been sick in that front was of awesome. such a massive crowd. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It and was... again, going through all these adversities all throughout the year and having yep. some, you know, a little bit up and down the whole time, yep. finally get some reward again. Definitely, yeah. Look, I was, look, I, when Hawk went down with his hammy in the Freo game, which was two weeks before the. Collingwood game so I was thinking you know key position out um been injured not sure if I've done enough um for the port game so and I I, I agree with like they um they put Jack Henry forward and I was like you could probably just don't think I'm ready which is which is fair like I'm, I'll live, I'm fine with that and then Jack went down and I was like right I've got another week like I feel like I've done enough hopefully I can play this Collingwood game hopefully I've put enough to them to say look let's play him Fortunately enough, I'd done enough and they'd pick me and sweet, let's do it. Mum and dad, are, fortunately enough, we're in town for that game. So, so mum and dad there. Um, it was almost like playing my first game again, a right. little bit. Like it was um, it was really special and 80,000 people. Um, unfortunately, didn't get the win, but there was not one moment where I didn't have a smile on my face. Yep. Um, and I, it was great. I, I could, I, you can see why people love doing what they do in this industry because it's just crazy. Absolutely. It's crazy. So, so then uh, that's obviously like all the stuff you've been doing in terms of injury, your training side of stuff. Another really important part of getting the most out of yourself is the nutrition side yep. of things. Do you follow anything in terms of do you count calories uh, pretty tightly? Uh, is there meals that you always eat or your meal prep? And what's your sort of habits and everything that you're doing around your nutrition? Yeah, so as like as we touched on pretty earlier on, uh, mum and dad were very into yeah. sports and um, I was very fortunate that dad was very, mum and dad were both very healthy eaters. Um, so I was really fortunate enough that kind of growing up I'd always eaten healthy so I didn't know anything otherwise um, which we spoke about this in the gym the other day as well yeah. it's like um, what I see when I'm working with new clients if it's whether it's a weight loss person or yep. an athlete whatever their kind of perception on food is very much based around whatever they were growing up yeah. with between sort of zero and five so yep. like whatever that was looking like in terms of your parents if they were cooking uh, or if you were eating lots of takeout or yeah. whatever it is that's kind of like the habits that you form later on yep. and, and that's what you'd end up sort of being like as yeah, well. So yeah, having that background of parents that do that makes a huge difference. It yeah. does, it does. In and terms of relationship with food, yeah. Oh, 100%. And I was, yeah, I was lucky enough to kind of have these, this, not necessarily knowing how to cook them, but these meals in my head that I knew were good. Um, and I don't, I don't really like eating out. Like in terms of like, you know, the McDonald's and stuff like that. Like after a game, be like, yeah, on the way home, I'll just grab something through the drive-thru and, um, our dietitian's always like, no matter what you eat, just eat something after a game. Yep. Just make sure you eat it. Um, so usually I have like one treat, one treat a week, which is after a game. Um, but most of the time, like I can't steer away from steak, potatoes, and salad. That's Man, always what I do. That's pretty much what I live but off as well. That's expensive. It is. It's fucking expensive. How, how much does a food bill for you oh. cost? Because you're a massive boy. Well, I've, so. I've got my phone out. There's a thing where I've got two two Scotch fillets. Yeah. Um, and then like a big bowl of salad and another big bowl of potatoes and I'm like in, in pre-season it goes to a whole new level yeah big time yeah. whole new level I eat my metabolism is higher than 
the ceiling above us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like, go, it's just crazy. Burn through. Yeah, yeah. and um, I, that's I hate myself about like for it. I just it's, it's almost so a, expensive. Man, man, I find it like with my stuff as well. Like I'm not, I'm nowhere near as big as you, yeah. but um, I burn through so much food. It's almost an inconvenience to eat half the time because yeah. you're like, I just ate like an yeah, hour exactly. and a half ago, and I'm starving Mate, again. It's but- crazy. Mum gets so angry at it. Because I'll eat dinner and I'll come out half an hour later. Mom, I'm hungry. That's She's like, literally exactly ate. what I do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's seriously, it's crazy. So, um, yeah, I mean, nothing really nutrition-wise in terms of counting calories. I mean, we have a few times just yeah. to help us out, like help me out with it, it, getting the right for, amount. Exactly, it's just good for different times. I yeah. feel r- yeah. rather than thinking about it all year long. Yeah, um, it's more just like when we're trying to put on a little bit more, take off a bit, whatever we've tried yeah. to work on. That's when it's really beneficial to do that in a short period of time. Yeah, but then apart from that, like you said, it's just making the the good routine and good habits. With yeah. you know what to cook, you got some good recipes, and just making sure you do it. Too. Yeah, 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 definitely. But you always, you know, you always eat your pastas before a game so you always know how to cook those um, during the games do you fuel up what do you do during the games uh so i usually try and eat something because like i said my metabolism is really really crazy so you don't really see people eat food or like a meal or such before the game but what i'll do is i'll usually eat about two hours an hour and a half before the game like that salad roll or something like that whereas you don't eat you know you see people snacking on like a piece of like an apple or a banana so I usually have a, a role. You need something a bit more substantial. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I hate, you know, you don't want to go into a game full, but I hate feeling hungry. Yep. So it stresses me out feeling hungry when yeah. I'm training. If I, the second I start I can't hungry, do it I can't, I, I yeah. have to almost stop training a, and go eat and then come back. The coaches so. know that too. Like I've said to them a few times, like, I can't gym because I'm just that hungry at the moment. So they're like, just go, because we have a, ca- we've got a cafe. So I'm just going to run to the cafe, get a toasty or something, then come back. They're like, yeah, no worries. So and that's obviously the culture we spoke about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, you know, if you need to do something, just go and do it. Um, but then, st- yeah, stuff like that, like, fuck, it's crazy, dude. Like, pre-game, roll, and then I'll kind of warm up, and then I'll have a couple of bananas, and then I'm kind of just snacking to the game. Like, it's, yeah. like you'd think if you have something to eat, you'll be fine, but I have something to eat, a couple of bananas and snack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'll usually try and do that. And bananas, obviously, are good in carbs, so you're getting that last little carb load in. And- yeah, what about half-time? Do you do anything half-time? Uh, pickle juice. Yeah. Still close cramp a little bit in the last in the last 10 to the last quarter so get a cramp energy gel yep um and then usually i'm not like i'm not i don't get hungry after games like straight after it take me about an hour to, to actually feel hungry um so i don't usually have like the banana or anything i usually just energy gel pickle juice maybe like a snake or something um but then even after the game like i'm not really eating too much until i'm really on the way home or i'm at home already so yep so yeah definitely and then in terms of the other very important part of getting the most out of yourself with preparation games everything for someone so high performing like yourself is the mental side of stuff and sort of the you know mental wellness what do you do do you work with any sports psychologists do you do any sort of meditation stuff visualization work um anything like that just to kind of sort of take the pressures off what is a really stressful job that you Mm. got you have to be performing on the day you got to be prepared to the max yeah what do you do to kind of just take the edge off. Yeah, uh, we're really lucky. We've got Dave Williams, um, and he's been working at the AFL for AFL, AFLPA, one of those two. He worked at Melbourne, he's, and now he's, now he's with us, and he is unreal. He is so good. He's so good at his job, so understanding, and um, you know, I've especially through the rehab with my ankle, I found it quite hard to kind of 
stay not motivated like i was more you know you just feel more motivated probably just more positive yeah exactly yeah Yeah. like oh like you got all these guys you rock up every week and these guys are playing footy and you're just kind of stuck on the sidelines so it takes its toll no matter how long your injury is whether it's three weeks six weeks 12 weeks whether you're i feel i really feel bad for the guys that do knees like Mm. they're out for months it's like god this is shock i feel really bad for those guys and but more the stuff like oh i just found myself getting really anxious before the game or i found myself losing concentration during the game or stuff like that that's more the stuff i work on mm-hmm. um visualization what's the stuff that you work on to do that is it visualization yeah. not really it's more just like little exercises like um <laughs> i think one of the one of the examples willow used with me was when you're doing the dishes try and forget everything and just focus on the dish you're washing literally just focus on what it is you're washing and why you're washing it and what you're washing like like was it steak was it sauce blah, blah, blah. so if you can really just hone in on that when you lose your concentration sort of thing in games and if you can really hone in on just washing your dishes and what you're doing then it kind of builds the exercise to you know train your just brain be to in the focus. moment a little bit more yeah so just stuff like that and it's like geez it's it's not bad. Yeah, I sort of had that like the start of the year. I was um, went to psychologists just for some like mental health stuff yep. in general that I was working through, and that was a technique very similar. But it was more just literally if you start feeling anxious, lay down on the floor, yep. close your eyes, and think of every single sound that you can yep. think. And you do you do that for fifteen seconds, and you're just so much more that that, that anxiety of when everything's you spinning, back, yeah. you're just in the you're in your body again. Yep. You're like, oh shit, actually it's all good i can yeah. actually just tackle those little things that i'm thinking about one by one after yeah that, yeah which definitely. is what i found really helped yeah and then even stuff thing. with like selection issues like you can you can worry about oh if i'm in this week if i'm not in this week totally. how do you kind of because you know you might be training you might be doing something but you don't want to think about the selection you want to just enjoy yourself you yeah know, just enjoy training get through so stuff like that and it's like if you ever find yourself thinking about it just write it down like journaling something i've never really done to be honest and harry taylor was massive he's got He's got journals and journals and journals of every day he was at the footy club. Does Seriously, really, his whole career. Does he still have them? He still has them. Wow. He'd, he'd have everything. He's yeah. yeah he, he he journaled every day and he's kept everything since. Like he's got monumental amounts of notes. Wow. Um, but I just I struggle to when I'm writing to you know you think about everything you're gonna write. You write about three lines and you forget where you're at. Mm. And that's something I struggled with. But it was more like if you're laying in bed and you're struggling because I found myself throughout the year struggling to sleep. And I, I was like, why are you struggling to sleep? Well, I just I feel myself thinking about you know games or you know the upcoming selection or whatever it is and um he's like well if you think about that just write it down because at least you're getting it out some way yeah so i found that and i found that quite helped whether it was just and like, it's literally just a couple of words or yeah literally yeah. it was it wasn't like i feel this blah blah blah, blah. it was just fuck this i want to play this week fuck this like work harder or whatever it was just even if it was just something like that just get it out um and i found that really helped like i felt like once i did that i was like straight out to sleep um so stuff like that and it was just i don't i wouldn't say i seem oh, once a week on a tuesday i wouldn't say it's just whenever i feel like i am feeling away or getting sidetracked i just say well let's catch up and he's like yep let's do it so i find that if i can stay on top of it before it gets part of become an issue then i'm sweet yeah that's really interesting yeah. i really like all that i'm gonna have yeah. to try that i like that one about fall i have trouble sometimes just falling asleep just yeah. in terms of might not necessarily be anything that dramatic yeah that, I, that i'm dealing with in terms of a high performance thing like you are like you got your game day but it's more just like oh i've got thoughts spinning around yeah. head. there might be five things that i'm thinking about and have to get done tomorrow yeah, or yeah, something yeah. might try that that's well, especially good. like i know we speak about it a bit like the workload that's coming because yeah. such a successful man like yourself <laughs> um like if you know you're getting stressed out even if it's you know 
the microphone app on your phone, just talking into that for five seconds, just yeah. saying whatever it is. And then I, f- I found it helpful. Obviously, it might not work for everyone, but definitely recommend it. No, I love it. Yeah. So uh, this preseason, we've been just clanging a bang and we we've been in the gym. It's been Toss a lot of fun. Team. Absolutely just pumping it, which has been really good. Um, we've got another, what have we got, another week and a bit, and then you're off to Europe for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, really excited. Going with the young guys. Yeah, so, so you're gonna, going with? Uh, Toby Conway, Max Holmes... Ollie Dempsey, Ollie Henry, Tanner Bruin, uh, myself, and oh, I think there's one more. Now I feel rude for not remembering. But yeah, there might be, big, actually. Yeah, yeah, big, big group of guys. Yeah. You've got uh, Barcelona, Berlin. Barcelona, uh, Berlin. Madrid, Italy, I'm Dublin. I'm jealous. You've been telling me all about that. Yeah, I know. I feel like we going, talk about it every time oh, I see man. you. Man, because I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm just yeah. like, because it brings back all of my memories of well, stuff. I'm and like, I'm like, oh, really or excited. lack of memories more like it. Oh, God. Jesus, I got it. Are you going to keep training while you're over there? Definitely. Definitely. Like, as I spoke about, the young guys are really hungry. Really, really good work ethic. So, um, going with those guys and I know the guys that I'm going with really like to work hard as well yep. as hard as me even sometimes so which I don't like which yeah, I don't exactly like. you got someone to beat then exactly so um, no they'll, they'll be good we'll run together we'll gym together and then whatever the day holds from then and we'll get that done so Excellent, no, it'll be really good no it's really good well I've been telling everybody I've said it already on this podcast this would be two weeks ago when the last episode came out yep uh I have been saying to everyone, if you're into Supercoach, get Shannon Neal <laughs> on your team this year because oh, he's going to be a bargain price. No. Everybody has a breakout year, right? Every year I have one guy out of the, out of the lot that goes nuts. So we had Luke. We've had uh, or Sean does before that. We had Luke, Nick. Nick Martin this year. Trent. I'm telling you, what's the date today? 20th of September. I'm telling you, it's Shannon Neal's year oh. next year, bro. I'm fucking telling you. Well, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. But it doesn't come without hard work. It doesn't, but I know. But the reason why I'm saying that, I'm not just saying that because I'm seeing the work that you're putting in and it's all the extras. It's it, telling me first day, the second that you were here, bang, <laughs> we're doing double sessions. We've got, we're going, we're swimming for an hour, then True. going to go lift for an it's hour good. and a half. It's good everything. Fun. We've got, we've got everything going on. And I'm do. so confident Thank that you, uh, it's going to be you. your year, bro. So Fingers crossed. But thank you. it wouldn't happen without you. So oh, well, first you know, mention, probably first not. Mention. But you know, no, I'm joking. It definitely <laughs> oh, would. It. Wrap it, it up. Would. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> no, mate. I love uh, seeing all your successes so far. Um, and uh, yeah, every time that we come back in, every preseason, it's my favourite time of year it's working good. with you. So it is. Um, I can't wait to uh, see you next year. Absolutely dominate. So uh, get some more games. Really Hopefully. solidify your spot, and um, we'll make sure that body's all ready and good to go for next year. Definitely. But uh, thank you so much for coming no, and doing the episode. Me and yeah bloody love your work thank you no thanks for having me so appreciate it thank Too you good. I might just do an outro as well yep, yep. just stay there for one sec shows. and that's another episode of Fat Chat all wrapped up Shannon what an absolute bloody legend coming in and doing that episode with me I enjoyed every second of it and some really good insightful things for any athlete out there anyone that wants to get the most out of themselves um, and um, yeah it was just a really really great listen I can't wait to see him chop up all next year if you haven't already like I said at the start of the pod it was like 70% of listeners haven't already gone and signed on up uh, not signed on up sorry have not gone and followed or subscribed to uh, the Fat Chat channels on YouTube Spotify or Apple Music it really goes a long way into getting more guests just like Shannon coming on the podcast uh, so it takes two seconds of your time uh, really appreciate it and I promise I'll 
keep bringing the episodes, keep doing the best I possibly can for Fat Chat and build it to the biggest, baddest podcast I possibly can make it. Uh, and if you want to go one better, leave us a five-star review. Also goes a really, really long way. Uh, love your work, guys. Uh, the footy preseason program, uh, it would have just started by the time this episode comes out, but there may be some spots left. So if you're interested, head on over to www.bodymagic.fit. Uh, get yourself signed up. That's three gym programs, couple of running uh, running workouts as well, swimming program, nutrition plan, a weekly check-in with a body magic coach. If you're in Perth, an in-session running session as well. Uh, and it's based off all the, all the sessions that I'm using with the AFL guys over the preseason. Uh, bloody love your work, guys, and I'll see you next episode. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.